This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome again to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and this is a very special episode of Cottage Talk. Joining me right now is Max Cohen. Over the weekend, Max had the privilege of interviewing three members of the Premier League team for NBC Sports Network, and it's really, these interviews are fantastic, and uh, I want Max to talk a little bit about them before I play them after our conversation here. Max, welcome back to the show, my friend. Thank you so much, Russ. Um, and again, thank you for allowing me. Of course, Russ was initially reached out to to go to the Fan Fest, and they reached out to me uh, to, to come as Russ. Unfortunately, you can make it, but thank you for Russ affording on the opportunity. And it really was a great uh, chance to go there and, and, and speak to these people. Um, MC Sports is the American broadcast team that broadcasts the Premier League yep. in, in the U.S., and I got to talk to their foremost analysts, really the faces of, of American football, I would say. And some really well-respected people. Uh, Rebecca Absolutely. Lowe yep. is a former BBC News presenter, and, I, and, and she has done a great job. And she's the presenter for the for Premier League mornings uh, in the U.S., and she's a very knowledgeable um, fo- footballing mind. She's a Crystal Palace supporter, and she does a great job of adding her insight and tying together all of the other analysts' voices. And she's really a fan favorite. I think everyone throughout the United States idolizes her. and loves what she's done for football in the United States. So it was great to talk to her. She mentioned a lot of interesting stuff about how she loves Slavisa. And she said she really likes Slavisa's stubbornness, which is fascinating for me because we talked about the managerial change. And she had some great points about how his refusal to sign a contract was both a negative and a positive in her mind. So that was interesting to hear uh, her views on that. Um, And then the second interview I did was with Kyle Martino, who is a familiar name in the United States, but probably not so in the UK. He's a major league soccer player, um, played for Columbus Crew in LA Galaxy. He didn't have the most distinguished career, of course, never made it to Europe, but was still a, a decent player in the United States and has really taken on a great career in, in, in media and United States soccer organizations after his retirement. Uh, he ran for the president of the United States Soccer 
last last year didn't win, but has some interesting ideas about changing the game in the United States. He's also a very knowledgeable analyst on NBC Sports. And I talked to him about whether he thought Rainier is the right man. <clears throat> and he says some interesting stuff, you know, about how we need continuity, but Tinkerman maybe isn't the best guy to get continuity. And then I asked him some really great stuff, which I think you'll find very interesting, about Tony Khan and the statistical side of Fulham. Because he says, listen, there's a place for analytics and stats in the game, but you need a balance. So I think Fulham fans actually really agree with what he says about getting a mix between analytics um, and the eye test and scouting. Sure. And the final interview I had was with Robbie Earl. I think uh, those in the UK, of course, will know very well from his days at Wimbledon in the 90s. Um, and he said some very interesting stuff about Ranieri. And then I said to him, listen, our defense has been terrible, but if it's been individual mistakes, how do you deal with that? That's not necessarily defensive. That's just individual. <laughs> so he used some of his um, insights from keeping Wimbledon up in the Premier League, how to, keep, how to stay out, how to work in your defense as a player. And he mentioned, you know, if it's an individual mistake, you can't even blame the collective. You just have to blame the individual and maybe take them out of the team if those mistakes keep occurring. So Jean-Michel Serre, I think he's looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely recommend you uh, listening to these three interviews. These are three prominent football people here in America. Rebecca Lowe is fantastic. She really, like you, you said in our prior episode, the face of uh, – football here in America right now. She really is. And she, she does an excellent job on, on these uh, shows. So I'm glad that you got a chance to talk to her. Kyle Martino, you know, again, someone that's extremely knowledgeable and uh, I, you know, I would definitely recommend listening to his part and Robbie Earl, someone that always fascinates me. This is what I go back with Robbie Earl. My introduction to NBC sports, having the coverage, Robbie Earl, came out and proclaimed that Fulham could be in serious trouble. This was in 2013 and could get relegated. He ended up being right. So, But I've heard him since then, and uh, I'm fascinated by what he has to share in this uh, interview that you do with him, Max. So overall, anything else you want to share about these interviews, your experience at FanFest? Yeah, I think just overall um, through the interviews, I kind of got the general perception that they were optimistic. Fulham would stay up. And these are three analysts, so it's their job to make predictions. So hopefully they're correct in that way. And, and they really do think that we have enough quality in the side to stay in the Premier League. Um, and, they, and they think Ranieri is the right man to come in. So that was the main takeaway I took. They were optimistic. They thought Fulham, we're going to do okay. And then okay. with the fan fest in general, I just think it showed you know, that the Premier League is really making great inroads uh, yep. in the United States. You have people coming here, and it's, and it's, and it's a very authentic uh, fan culture. It's not artificial. A lot of these events I find could be corporate. And when I, when I attended Saturday, it really was not. It was really for the fans, um, created by the fans. People out there, just like they're in the UK, loving football and, and uniting over a love for the beautiful game and the best league in the world. So it, it, it was great to see. And, you know, if you're in the United States and they do another one soon, I think they might do Chicago, Atlanta, or new cities they're talking about for these things. I definitely recommend attending. And hopefully we can get more than three Fulham fans uh, in one place. <laughs> Yes, let's hope so there, my friend. I'm sorry I couldn't make it. I'm glad that you did, and you represented uh, Cottage Talk and yourself extremely well. And uh, so uh, I'm glad that you had that opportunity. All right, just want to mention, please do listen to these three interviews coming up. I think you're really going to enjoy them. So for my co-host, Max Cohen, I'm Russ Goldman. Here are the interviews. 
Okay. To get your thoughts on the Fulham season so far and what you think of it. Okay, Fulham season so far. I really liked Sarisha Ivanovic. I found he's got a lot of passion. I liked his kind of I don't care what anyone thinks thing. I kind of intrigued by the fact that he can never seem to sign an extension to any deal anywhere, <laughs> which is kind of weird. But very also, stubborn guy, very yeah, stubborn guy. I kind of like that because it shows he's not in it for the money. Because if he was in it for the money, he would have already signed a new deal at Fulham, which would have given him a nice payoff. But he didn't really get the payoff because yeah. it was expiring at the end of the season anyway, right? So I kind of like the cut of his jib, but I'm not sure when we're going to see him again. Um, I mean, how can you not love Claudio Ranieri? I think he is a good pick. I don't think he's a perfect pick. I think he's a good pick. Um, he will tighten up that somewhat disjointed defence of yours. Been disappointed with Alfie Mawson this season, but maybe he was he seemed better than he actually is when he was at Swansea. Maybe he just looked quite good because Swansea were rubbish, <laughs> is what I'm thinking. Maybe he's found his level. Well, I full don't of more rubbish you could argue so <laughs> true that is no but we've definitely got more yeah. quality than that Swansea team yeah. um, just looking at the shot of uh, Tim Ream over there yeah. um, he's been frozen out of the squad yeah, he had a bit hasn't he which is a bit of a shame but he's been there before so he'll come, he can come back from that although you know he's getting on a bit I'm not sure he's got I'm not sure he's got the Premier League now it's isn't it? Things to say, but I'm not sure he has a deal with the Premier League strikers. Um, I want to see more Ryan Sessegnon. I've been a bit disappointed with him. He's not always played the position I think he was going to play. I hadn't seen enough of him in the Championship, but I hear such great things about him. So I saw, I've seen a few snippets this season, which gives me an, an indication that he's got talent, real talent. So I'm excited to see more of him. Um, I love Alexander Mitrovic. I mean, the guy's a nut. He got, he's got that same number of great cards. He has goals. That's brilliant. How do you not love this guy? But Slavisa calmed him down, and that's like he's he yeah, going to actually score goals and not kick people. <laughs> but I kind of like that. Yeah, I kind of exactly. like that. You know, that these, this is what makes the Premier League so great is these crazy figures exactly. that do these like seven red balls, seven goals. Um, but so I really like him. He's a brilliant finisher. I, I love his talent. So you've got, you know, you've got a lot of good players. I don't think you're going to get relegated. Um, you were going to, but I don't think you're going to now. It's all about defence in the Premier League. And you've got Mitrovic, so you'll be fine. So now I think it's good. I think it's onwards and upwards. Mid table, if you're lucky, I'm going to give you 14. That's all we're hoping. I, I like that. Thank you. Yeah, um, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd like to talk to you about your time in the States. I know you spent a uh, gap year in Pennsylvania, right? Uh, I go to school in Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, I was wondering, uh, what was that experience like for you? And was there any football involved in there? Or was oh, it yeah, I played football for yeah. the first time in my life, by really? the way, Max, because in the UK, we don't play soccer as a yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just don't do it. I should live there during now. middle school. So, oh, right, yeah. okay, so you know, yeah. it's, not, yeah. it's not done. Yeah. I think it does netball. have a bit more now. Netball, I was massive on netball. <laughs> I can imagine. Hockey. Um, but growing up in the 90s, you didn't yeah. play soccer. So when I went to Pennsylvania for my year out, I was like, yeah, I'm going to play soccer. I can play soccer. What? I didn't know woman could do that how crazy is that in 1999 so I went and played and um, I was terrible absolutely terrible uh, but I thought it was amazing and uh, scored, a ha- scored a ball with my hand scored a goal with my hand one day tried to get away with it it was like a hand of God so like Rebecca everyone knows you, just be happy. you had the accent so probably everyone listens they, 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 they just thought I was going to be really good because I was English but terrible um, but no I did a lot of soccer there um, it was a great great six seven months it was the best it was probably the turning point in my life in that it made me want to come to America but I never dreamed that I would I just had this thing just in the back of my mind after I left there and really looking back on it with hindsight Max I should have I should have tried to stay for college but I didn't I think I grew up in a very rigid way in that I went to a very high push girls school and this is what you were going to do and then I was going to go to Mercersburg in Pennsylvania then I was going to university and it was, everything was mapped out for me and I was quite a goody girl so I just followed that map actually looking back on it I would have loved to have gone to college here and probably would never have left then but I found my way back eventually um, which is a dream and really the reason why I came back was because I knew I would love it because I knew 
during that time of most of the this is this country is just I love it. It's magnificent in so many ways. It's it's feels so right to be back here. Um, but it's still a bit of a dream because if you told me when I was at high school in Pennsylvania in ninety nine this is what I would be doing, I'd have just laughed. You know? So but that that place left an in, a real imprint in me. I'm going back for my twenty year reunion next summer. Wow, that's amazing. And I, um, it makes me emotional to talk about it, to be honest with you, because it really changed my life. Yeah. And now I really consider you the face of American soccer. And I think certainly all, all, all my soccer-watching friends and everyone knows, tune to NBC, how does that, how's that, how's that been for you? It's, <laughs> it's, it's lovely to hear. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Again, I, it's a stuff of dreams. To be, it really is, because I worked really hard in the UK to try and get to this level, and it wasn't really... I was making progress, but I just couldn't quite make that last step. And I knew that it was probably not going to happen for me, for various reasons. And it was hard, and I was tired, and I thought, maybe I'm done. Maybe I've got, gone as far as I can go. Um, and then I got a phone call out of the blue, you know, from my agent who said, oh, I'm going to go and see NBC and talk about it. I was like, in what role? Like, I, I just wouldn't believe it until he told me the actual offer. And it blew, I mean, I, he said to me, are you sitting down? And I was like, yes. And when he told me what the job offer was, that I would be, you know, hosting the show, I think I kept thinking, well, what's the catch? It's going to be a catch. This is too good to be true. Yeah. Um, but it just shows, you know, if you work hard and you believe in yourself, stuff can happen, you know? And it's, um, it's a dream, it is a dream come true. And, what an amazing opportunity. Yeah, sure. I, honestly, I always say if it all ended tomorrow, I'd be, I'd be happy because I've got to a place I never thought I'd get to. Yeah. And I'd love to know what your, what's been like, you know, going back to the UK or talking with your British friends about soccer in the US because I know when I was over there, it's kind of this stereotype or idea that, you know, Americans don't really know anything. It's changing. And it's changing, but what, what do you tell the UK friends when they try, say that to you? I say, to, well, when they say to me... When they're like, oh, what are you doing in America? I don't know anything about soccer. Well, anyone who knows anything about soccer in England knows that it's changing in the yeah. US. So on the whole, that viewpoint is is fading away. Um, the more that players come out here, like the Roonies of this world, sure. the Ashley Coles, the more that that happens, the more that MLS is on TV in the UK, which it now is quite extensively, yeah. and the more that NBC, now Comcast owns Sky, two minutes, now Comcast, Comcast owns Sky, it's going to be a big footprint there. Um, it's changing. It is definitely changing, and it isn't what everyone thinks it is. Plus, of course, there's American owners. Some of whom haven't done a good job, but a lot of owners don't do a good job. Um, but some of them are really good. John Henry, for example, you know, is a really good owner. So, Shahid Khan, you could say. Yeah, Shahid Khan does a good, does a, has done a really good job. So there is that um, perception that is changing as long as... It's harder. It's a bit like being a woman in the football industry. Being an American in soccer is quite difficult. Um, but that will change, and it is definitely changing course in a relegation battle but what do you think uh, may will may will hold do you think we'll stay up in the Premier League well, this season? I think they're in I think they're in trouble uh, we've seen the Ranieri bounce I'm just I'm a bit worried that um, what they need now is continuity after Jokanovic was chopping and changing the team every single week yeah. different formations different lineups different personnel um Ranieri historically is not is not the the person to give you continuity you don't get, yeah you don't get that nickname uh, by playing the same team every single game Incredibly experienced, um, one of the most likable managers I think in Premier League history. I just think um, it, it, it's tough to be who you were in the division before with so much change. I mean, I think the three out of the last five teams to outspend every other newly promoted team got relegated. So spending big doesn't keep you up; um, it's spending right. And there's there's aspects like Mitrovic I love. Uh, I think Andre Schuler is a, a very smart and 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 
already effective pickup, but there's a lot of things that need to be sorted out, and it's a competitive league. Yeah, for sure. And you can't even just, I think, main flaw was that you didn't necessarily pick the players, right? You kind of like the Tony Khan, the American kind of stats perspective. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of that kind of implementation? With in the English money football? ball kind the of mo- thing? Yeah, the money ball kind of thing. Um, yeah. Well, listen, I think that there's absolutely a place for analytics um, and stats in the game. Um, I think on the sports science side, it's more straightforward where you use data um, to, to impact performance. Um, you know, Liverpool struggled with this initially. Brendan Rodgers, I think, unfair, unfairly sacked for um, purchases that were not his fault based on this system. Um, so it's just about getting the balance right because it's not a science to 100%. There's still an eye test. There's still a feeling. And as long as you have that requisite space carved out for the eye test and for the feeling and you have football minds in the room that can um, either uh, offer a counter counter argument to the numbers or offer support of the numbers if that's lacking yeah. you, you end up with bad bad buys yeah because I think that's the role of the manager is tough in the Fulham hierarchy because you can't even just often frustrated the players he got. Yeah, I think you often see, see that when you play information yeah. a lot. He wasn't actually happy. Well, with you should always be involved as yeah, a manager, involved, but it shouldn't yeah. be your call yeah. either because yeah. you don't last long yeah. enough for, for <laughs> you to be able to pick the furniture. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And just your thoughts on a couple of players. Uh, of course, Tim Ream, the American, yeah. had a tough start to life in the Premier League, came back from injury, and yeah. he's kind of been an outside looking in past mm-hmm. couple of matches. Where do you kind of see his role going forward in this well, season? Well, um, listen, he's a fan favorite, and he earned that, and it wasn't easy. Yukanovich, when Played he first. Year last season. Yeah, yeah, when Yukanovich first came in, he said, you're not going to factor in and you should find another club and it, it speaks to Tim Ream's character that he said I'll prove you wrong and he did um, so do I faith he'll do it again yeah, yeah. sure Sure. and uh, Ryan Sassini on one player who a lot of our play, championship play this season yeah and an advanced position yeah. so I want to just I want to see him given freedom to be a little bit further, uh, further forward listen I, I know he was a, he was a fullback at one point but so was Gareth Bale right so uh, you wouldn't tell Gareth Bale to go play left back after the season he had with Spurs when he first got that opportunity to be a more attacking minded player so I, I just I think already Ranieri seeing that. Yeah, and do you think we'll stay up in the end? Um, it's early, but I want to say yes. Yeah, yeah. I want to say yes. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, nice to meet you. Yeah, Big nice fan. to meet you too. Hey, I'm Max. Nice to meet you, Robbie. Nice to see you. How are you doing? Good. I'm a big Fulham supporter, Fulham Good. blogger. Yeah, so oh, okay. you probably don't hear that very often, but yeah, yeah. I'd love to get your thoughts you know, on our season so far, whether yeah. you think Ranieri can help us stay up. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Ranieri fan, so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping maybe he can come in and do a job. I, I think he's got personality. I like that he brings something to the league. He's an Italian coach, so I think he'll instantly or want to address the amount of goals that are going in, because that's sure. the problem. I mean... Fulham look to me like they, they're a team who've got the ability to score goals at the other end but they're just conceding too many at the back and that's not a good formula and not a good recipe if you want to stay in the Premier League so um, there's, there's work to do but I think he, he'd be confident he's got enough time to, to sort it out yeah and I think what we've seen a lot with Fulham this season is kind of individual mistakes yeah being terrorists right you have Sarri giveaway against the Chelsea mm. match just one yeah. of those yeah. how much can a coach a manager affect those kind of individual errors that are more mental than I think position yeah right? it's a really good question and it's probably the most frustrating thing for a manager that you can work on all the units and the team and the defence and, and getting the shape right and then somebody doesn't do their job somebody slips over somebody doesn't mark somebody and the goal goes in and, and like it's hard then there's not you have to sometimes be careful not to blame the, the collective because actually the group's done okay one individual and there does come a point where if that individual continues to make a mistake, you basically have to get them out of the team. Yeah. That's, you know, it, it's, a, it's a tough world, but we're in professional sport here. And, you know, guy isn't doing his job. If, if, if the postman's not delivering his letters, he gets <laughs> active. The guy isn't depending or doing his job. 
eventually he's going to have to come out of the team. Yeah, for sure. And but and then the issue comes, you know, we've changed so much this season. Yeah, he just wants yeah. stability. So it's always yeah. tough for Ranieri. Yeah, yeah. Um, who do you think is going to be key elements he's back for? Who do you the big players for? Alfie Mawson, yeah. I think, needs to get fit, needs to get his focus back a little bit. I've been a little bit disappointed. I know he's had injury problems, I know he's had a move, but I was expecting a little bit more yeah. from him, a little bit more leadership, a little bit more organisation at the back four. So I think he's going to be, be important. I think Sessignon is, is, is the name that everybody knew, and I, and, and I think he's actually better when he's playing slightly higher up the pitch. So any mistakes that he does make, you've got somebody behind, you've got another layer behind you to, to absorb it. Whereas he's a young kid, he's still eighteen yeah, years old. Well. Yeah. He's, he's a huge talent, and I think playing him at left back with the responsibility of having to, to play that role is such an important role in a team, especially the way that teams play now. Um, I think that it's better that he's playing a bit higher. So um, I mean, it's one of those things where you've just got to get work on the training ground and repetition and rhythm and get used to. So that almost if we're a partnership, I know what you're going to do before you do it. And when you start getting that across back four and the midfield, you come in tandem, then you start to get results. Yeah, certainly. And I'm glad you mentioned Sessignon because he's been the yeah. name everyone's been talking about. Yeah. And actually, Kanovich last summer said he sees Sessignon in like five years' time mm. being more of a Marcella. Yeah. They are kind of attacking uh, okay. fullback. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wonder what you think of that. Do you think his future is as a left winger yeah, or more of a It's winger? very interesting. So I did a piece uh, a couple of weeks ago and, and I was talking about Ashley Cole, who had a great, who played it at Arsenal and went on to a great kid career. But I remember seeing Ashley as a kid. Striker, right? And he was playing striker yeah. left side, left, left winger. He, and, and he eventually worked his way back, almost like his maturity, his understanding of the game. It takes a little time that, that doesn't happen straight away and it might take three, four, five years before you, you know you get back and you appreciate the game and you know your positions and tactics and things so yeah I think he's going to end, he'll end up a top class left back but I think he's part of his education is learning in a different position where the mistakes aren't going to affect his confidence and then you know, affect the way he plays yeah exactly, exactly yeah. Mm. and you know from your time at Wimbledon yeah. you know what it takes to stay in the Premier League yeah. what's like one big takeaway you have from your playing career that might help the current form squad um, we used to always say there'll be six or seven games against the teams down below us that really decide your fate yeah. if you lose too many of those you're not going to stay up the games against Man United that kind of take care of themselves. Listen, the big games, you're not expected to win. If you do, that's the bonus. But when you play Huddersfield, when you play Cardiff, when you play Southampton, when you play Burnley, those are the games to win. And we used to put everything into those games and not even worry about the, the, the Chelsea's, the United's and Liverpool's. We'll, we'll be OK when them come along. But those, concentrate on those and make sure you get your wins. And, and you generally, 10 wins, 10 draws used to be our thing. 10 wins, 30 points, 10 draws, 10 points. There's your four seasons safe. Exactly. Um, and just one kind of broader question mm. you know the European Super League it's been yeah. talked about yeah. when I initially heard it I think you probably agreed mm. you said that's a terrible idea for football yeah. right yeah. but then listening to fans on Twitter of Fulham and other lower, league, lower yeah. division saying hold on that actually might be better for us because the uh, disparity is so big right and yeah, I was I on what your thoughts on I, I still I have to admit it doesn't fit, doesn't fit or feel right for yeah, me I and, and, I, and I know that maybe you know, a Fulham may think they get a better position but I'm not sure the attraction on the league is the same I'm not sure there's something great about Fulham and, and Crystal Palace and Wimbledon might and that going to Old Trafford going yeah. to Anfield going yeah. to Stamford Bridge and fighting and getting results and upsetting the big boys and and that's what 
if you start take that element, that character out of the game, I, I think it, it, you lose something. So, you know, it's a great league. Let's work out how we can make keep everybody happy and, and keep everybody kind of getting enough revenue that, that they're happy to stay in it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not one for the Super yeah, League. Yeah, for sure, yeah. And what's your schedule looking like for tonight and tomorrow morning? So, early um, rise, right? Yeah, early, we'll have an early dinner and then it's like it's a bit like playing, really. Early to bed, <laughs> you know, get yourself motivated for yeah. a big day tomorrow. And then, yeah, it's great because we're going to have, like, Thousands. I mean, we're talking about three thousand people coming through here tomorrow, massive. so it'd be great. And it's just nice to have some. I mean, as great as it is to be in studios and working, it's, it's something unique about you know having speaking to people and getting a reaction and actually hearing and thinking what, what they think about yeah, their teams. For sure, yeah, and definitely. Yeah. Let me see you guys, you and Robbie and Rebecca. Yeah. I'm really the faces of, yeah, of football over great. here. Yeah. So, ha, ha, what's it been like for you? It's been great because you kind of. I used to go to the, my gym, my local gym, as, right. as an example. And, yeah, in New York? People, uh, Can I get on the yeah. West Coast? Yeah. And, um, people would, yeah, people would never talk about yeah. football. And now <laughs> everybody's asking, what about this team? What about that team? Oh, no, yeah. 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 Well, thanks so much for taking time. Yeah. Pleasure to meet you. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.